0: Oh, hello there! It's Jr. Back with another episode of Three Things with Jr. Sorry, I was kind of lost in the theme song there. I do really enjoy that song. It is probably the best song I've ever been a part of creating, and I I just love listening to it at the beginning of this show. I literally play that to get myself into the mood for talking to you on this microphone every week. And uh, we're back. I've got a new episode. I I did that thing where I called somebody I know that was not expecting a call from me and got reacquainted with them after not actually speaking to them in many, many years. Uh, so uh, this, uh, this week's guest on the show is a man named Dean Farrell. Him and his wife, Blanca, Dean and Blanca, they used to be in my life on a regular basis, Many moons ago, when I was married and going to church, they uh, were, uh, they helped run the church that we used to go to. It was a Seventh day Adventist church, and Dean was the pastor of the church. Uh, technically, I met him in St. Louis when I went on a mission trip, I guess you could say, with my church. By the way, if you want to hear more about my spiritual journey and how I got from uh, being a kid, to being a uh, 46, almost 47-year-old atheist, uh, feel free to go back and listen to it. It's a bonus episode uh, of the show. It's uh, It was put out back in March, uh, and it's called Bonus Episode, Do You Believe? It was a show I did uh, where I talked to uh, my friend Chris Allen, a comedian, and his sister all about my spiritual journey uh, that ends with zero spirituality. And uh, so if you want to hear all about that, check it out there. But uh, Dean plays a role in my spiritual journey uh, as the pastor of that church. He was quite an interesting character. Uh, he grew up in Los Angeles and uh, grew up in a in a household where, uh, as he says towards the end of this interview, The only rule his mom gave him was don't get caught, and he took that to heart and led quite the crazy life full of crime. He has uh, used words in past discussions with me uh, implying that maybe he was part of a home invasion, uh, violent crimes, drugs, drugs. Theft, all of that kind of stuff, the type of stuff that landed him in jail for a uh, for a significant period of time, Uh, the type of life where you get tattoos that really show off your type of life. And he's the type of guy these days that wears long sleeve shirts all the time uh, when he's out in public so that uh, his tattoos glorifying his early days in life are not visible. It's not something he's proud of. At all. Uh, And he he uh, he will tell you. And he told me today. uh, He's told me before that, you know, going to prison was a blessing, something that really changed his life and turned it around. And I'd say more power to him, whatever works uh, to get yourself on the right side of the law and the right side of humanity. And for him, that was, of course, uh, in addition to uh, doing the time. Uh, it's it also, uh, for him, it's been a life of uh, spirituality of Christianity. Uh, he is—that's uh, kind of what he lives, eats, and breathes—is saving souls. And uh, I, as an atheist, uh, I as a as a soul, I'm pretty sure he was trying to save, uh, and maybe even still is. Uh, the, you know, I I can appreciate what he's trying to do. He absolutely cares about other people and really does want the best for everybody. Uh, and, uh, he and I might disagree what on the best, what the best for everybody is, but there's no doubting his motivation in life. Uh, and, He's a he's a fun guy, quite interesting, uh, fun to talk to, uh, travels all over and does a bunch of interesting stuff. Uh, And when I called him today, uh, he and his wife did not answer the phone, but they called me right back. They thought, huh, this is strange. Adam Stoffel is calling me. That's my real name for those of you that don't know. And uh, they saw that it was me and called me right back. And so I got uh, caught up with uh, Blanca, Dean's wife a little bit. And uh, then she handed the phone over to Dean and we chatted for a good long time and got caught up and I made him do three things and he rose to the occasion and it was, it was great. So uh, I I love the idea that I can call and talk to people from what I now kind of consider my past life. Uh, You know, my life being married, uh, going to church, that's, that's all kind of like the old me, the the current day, the present day, Jr. The present day Adam Stoffel uh, does not go to church, is not married, and is quite happy with that arrangement in life. Uh, and uh, you know, I, uh, I, 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 as part of my transition from being a person that went to church uh, to being a person who is has figured out that uh, I am, I'm basically have figured out that I'm an atheist. Uh, I have. I went through a transition where I was very anti-theism, which is not the same as atheism. I am without theism. I don't have it in me to have a belief in God. I don't have faith, that kind of stuff. It's just not who I am. And I'm totally cool with that. Uh, but for a while there, I was really sort of, you know, a little snarky, a little punchy on the Internet, especially on Facebook and arguing about stuff. But I, I would much rather not do that these days. I would much rather connect with people and uh, and be less judgy. Uh, that was part of what I didn't like about most religions anyway is how judgy they are. And I seek to not be so judgy. In fact, I'd rather not be judgy at all. It's kind of hard to completely be uh, unjudgmental of others, but... Uh, I, I find very little reason to argue with people anymore and I'm, I don't know, I'm a lot happier because of it. Uh, and, uh, Dean and I have a very pleasant conversation, just getting caught up hearing what he's doing now, where he's living over in Washington state out in the middle of nowhere with no internet, uh, and, and barely gets radio stations and, He's, uh, he's just a good guy. I like talking to him. I think you'll find him quite interesting. Uh, and uh, so that's what's coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to people that have recently told me in person, hey, I've been listening to your podcast, and it's great. This is awesome. So a shout-out to Carter Fettig and Kerry Finnegan. Uh, these are two dudes that I play disc golf with on a regular basis and uh, they got started listening to my podcast. I don't know how. I don't know if it was me mentioning it at some disc golfing event or if they just figured it out that I have one and started listening and telling each other and telling others about it. You guys are helping to grow the show uh, and that is awesome. Uh, Carter uh, has told me he's been listening to more recent episodes. Carrie, however, is doing it in the way I would recommend which he's gone back to the very beginning. Back to April of 2020 when the pandemic started and i launched this podcast uh so he is going to hear the entire evolution of what this show was and what it is uh what it has become so far in 57 episodes uh 57 plus a couple bonus episodes here and there so shout out to my new listeners shout out to my binge listeners uh and i hope uh i hope you uh, enjoy the show Tell more people about it and help this thing grow Uh, on on anchor.com or anchor.fm. The uh, the website I use to host this podcast, uh, they uh, they keep telling me that I should uh, start up a uh, a WordPress, a blog. Uh, It specifically says grow your audience with a podcast website. Turn your podcast into a blog to grow your audience. Uh, and then it links you over to WordPress.com. I thought this might be a free thing. It's not. There's a pay uh, a pay element to it. But it might be kind of nice if I did have a Three Things with Jr.com sort of a website. Uh, where you could find all things uh, three things we could find we could find all three things with Jr. Uh, but I don't know if I need it. Uh, will it actually help me grow my audience? If you have thoughts on that answer, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, feel free to hit me up here on uh, on Facebook if you want, or uh, on anchor.fm slash Three Things with Jr. There's a place to message me right there on the podcast website. I'd love to know your thoughts. Should I get a bloggy website thing going for three things with JR? Is it worth whatever it's cost, a couple bucks a month? It's not a ton of money, but it, uh, I'm, I'm not 100% sure I think it's worth it yet. Love to know your thoughts. I uh, I don't actually have three things of my own. Uh, I'm gonna skip all of that and get right into this interview tonight. Uh, and uh, because it's a good one, I think you'll find it interesting. And I don't want to get in the way of that. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit of uh, music, do a quick ad, and get right into uh, my chat with Dean Farrell uh, with a little bit of Blanca Farrell uh, just for good measure. So. Thanks for listening. Here's an ad. We'll be right back. Wake up, wake up, wake up. There's no time for play. Get up, get up, get up. It's a brand. Hello?
1: Hey, Adam. This is Blanca. Did you just try calling?
0: I did. How are you?
1: Yeah, pretty good. What's going on?
0: Uh, first off, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the video on your end.
1: Oh, I have my... Um, <laughs> oh, I like to cover, I don't you, it, like to show my face. That's fine. Ah, oh, there you are. <laughs> I,
0: th- I figured your phone was in your pocket or something.
1: Yeah. Anyhow... <laughs> Yeah, you're doing
0: good. I've been doing great. Uh, You know, I do a a podcast now, and one of the things I do on my podcast is I call people that I haven't spoken to in forever, and uh, I was scrolling through my list of friends on Facebook to see who was online, and it said Uh Dean Farrell, and there was a little green dot next to Dean's name, so uh, I figured I'd ring you guys up because I haven't talked to you in forever.
1: Oh, how sweet. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, let me get Dean. We're in Washington. You know what? We were in North Carolina about, um, uh, last week. I'm sorry. About two weeks ago, actually. But we drove this issue with, you know, getting tested for COVID and all this junk. Um, I'm over it, and and we just rather drive than have to worry about, you know, are you going to have to get tested or whatever.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, traveling by plane and train and all of that, that's a whole different animal these days. Driving driving takes a lot of that
1: out of it, huh? Yeah, and, oh, uh, it was beautiful. It was an absolutely beautiful drive. So uh, it was fun, really fun.
0: All the way across the country from North Carolina to Washington State?
1: We drove to yep from Washington to Virginia. I mean to North Carolina. Uh, we took the northern ri- route going to Vir- to North Carolina, and then coming back, we took the southern route. Okay. So that we could go to the Grand Canyon.
0: Oh, cool! That's awesome. How was it?
1: Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All inspiring. Really, really-
1: Awe oh, inspiring. I took so many pictures, and they have a video, that, uh, I, IMAX stuff that you can watch. Yeah. And um, anyways, we had a nice day, but eh, eh, the traveling takes a toll on you.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Driving is exhausting for sure.
1: Yep, yep. So you're doing a podcast, huh?
0: Yeah, I do. I do a podcast where I talk. Uh, I just It's called Three Things with JR, and I just... Basically, talk about three different things that I'm thinking about that day or whatever. And uh, recently, I started. I've started within the past couple months uh, reaching out to people that I haven't connected with in forever, uh-huh. either because uh-huh. of the pandemic or because of just life. Uh, and uh-huh. uh, it's always uh, interesting to me to see who's going to answer the phone when I just call people out of the blue. Uh, and, well, you uh, know
1: what happened was I. I just realized I had the phone on mute. I'm waiting for a AAA truck to show up here oh. because I've got to get my uh, my car in for service. I have a friend that's going to fix it for us. But um, so, but I had it on mute. I don't know why. I just realized that. So yeah. But I, I, when I, I picked my phone up and I saw it, I, it said, Adam Stoppel, and I thought, oh, wait a minute. What's going on here? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, yeah, that's unusual. I mean, I haven't called you guys in, uh, I mean, double-digit years probably. Probably 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. So, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, we we love it up here. It is absolutely beautiful. If you ever want to go and see mountains, this is – you're welcome to come up here anytime.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yep. Yeah. The uh, I, th- I always thought we had mountains in Virginia, and then I went to the oh. – co- I went to the Colorado Rockies and the Canadian Rockies and I saw what mountains actually are.
1: Yeah. Ooh, Canadian Rockies. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that I haven't seen. Um, No, here in the West Coast, in Washington, I used to tell, because, you know, I grew up in Florida Mm -hmm. and uh, we went to Virginia and I said, wow, Dean, look at these mountains here in Virginia. He says, honey, these are mosquito bites. (laughs) I would say, no, look at this, you know. No, they're mosquito bites. Wait until we get to the West Coast, and when we came to the West Coast, it's like whoa, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a whole different animal over there.
1: I don't know if you knew we were going to Virginia every so often, and we were over there like eight months at a time. Okay. But um, and we got a chance to see um, um, your daughter. Allison and her baby that was fun my beautiful
0: granddaughter Aaliyah oh my gosh she
1: she looks like Allison all over again oh my goodness the way she looks at uh Allison I, I can't get over how much she looks like her yeah but uh and just this cute little sweet spirit yeah yeah let me have you say hi to Dean real quick hang on just a second cool hey dearie Guess
0: who's on the phone? Wait, wait. He'll never
1: guess. Oh, oh, you told he'll him. He'll never guess. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
2: Adam. Adam Stoffel.
0: Dean Farrell. How the heck are you, my friend?
2: I'm doing all right. Nice microphone you got.
0: Oh, thank you very much. All right. It's a, it's a so podcast.
2: How, how are you treating life?
0: It's a podcasting microphone, and I want to tell you that I told Blanca this already, but one uh, I've, I've been doing a podcast ever, basically ever since the pandemic started. And okay. recently, one of the things I've started doing is looking through my list of friends on Facebook, seeing who's online, seeing who I haven't connected with or heard from or talked to in forever. And just calling them on facebook messenger out of the blue and it's always interesting to see who answers and who says yes to the following question uh i want to do two things right now i want to talk to you because we haven't talked i want to reconnect and if you'll allow me to i'm going to record it and put it out on my podcast Jay. Oh boy, you're in charge of what you say. So don't say anything you don't want out in the public or tell me no. And we don't have to record this. We can, I can turn the recorder off and we can just talk. That's fine too.
2: Okay, go ahead. You can run it.
0: Cool. I'm and not
1: ashamed.
0: You're not ashamed? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so when I, when I go back and record the rest of the podcast, I'll sort of introduce to the audience like how I know you, but uh, it goes back a long ways. Like it's been... I'm I mean I can't even, Is that is it that 99. far back? 98 or 99, 99. when you, so you became the pastor of the church uh, of Amicus Church that uh, I used to attend and uh did I did I meet you at Amicus or did we meet in St. Louis?
2: Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I think we met in St. Louis in 98.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think we did. Okay. On that trip. I I don't yeah. I don't know if you rode out there with us or if we just met you there or what, but
2: uh, yeah, we flew off from Florida, and you were already there. So, you yeah. know, since Gus was kind of spearheading that, that's uh, how it all came together.
0: Yeah. So uh, you guys are out in Washington State now, Blanca, Blanca tells me? Yeah. And is that like a long-term home for you guys? Because I've never known you guys to live any one place for all that long. <laughs>
2: Well, we stayed in that place in uh, Advance Mills Road for four or five years. That was that was a long term for me. Right. Um, but we've been here since '08, uh, off and on, but in the mission field in the Philippines quite a bit, um, and just back and forth all over the place. But uh, we've got a, a house with a few acres here.
0: Nice. So, uh, and it's kind of out in the country, I presume.
2: Yeah. Yeah, did Blanca show you anything? <laughs>
0: uh, I could see stuff in the background, but I couldn't really tell. It looked it looked rural, yeah. not urban. Uh so that's uh that's all I was able to surmise.
2: Yeah, yeah we're way out in the woods.
0: Yeah. And are you a full time missionary or what? What are you uh what are you up to these days?
2: Um basically I've been doing, you know, since this situation came up, I've been doing a lot of uh, you know, online stuff, but we still have the mission center that we built. In the Philippines, and we keep a few workers going there, and uh, it's got like a little free clinic, uh, or it did. I don't know. It's not running right now, but we built a mission center, a church, and a free clinic there.
0: So uh, I didn't re- I didn't realize all of that. I didn't know. Uh, again, I mean, I don't know exactly what all you've been up to, but you, you still go to the Philippines on a regular basis?
2: Well, now we can. not
0: Right. I mean, up until the pandemic.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tried to every year, but that, that didn't always work out. And then we spent a year over there in uh, 09 to uh, 29 to 2010.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I remember when you guys went over there. Uh, how did you choose the Philippines as a place to be a, a missionary?
2: Ron Goss was getting sick every time he went over there. And so when we came on, we signed on to the church, he decided to send us. And we fell in love with the people. they're yeah. uh, really, it's an interesting group. I've been, you know, the different places in uh, Southeast Asia and South Pacific, and they're just—it's uh, good fishing, so to speak. Um, it's just uh, we love them, and it's third world. They really need help, you know, yeah. and um, we just. You know, where we can, we do.
0: And in addition to uh, spreading the gospel, you also are uh, helping out with a, a medical clinic or something as well. So something very practical yeah. in addition to spiritual? Yeah,
2: yeah we, uh, we try to do uh, as much natural as possible. Um, and, you know, sometimes you can't do something that, that needs immediate, you know, care. So anyway, we'll do both. Yeah, and uh, nobody over there can really afford it. So, you know, we just uh, But it's real easy to heal things like diabetic ulcers, fungal infections, you know, issues like that. So uh, kidney infections, bladder infections, you know, that kind of thing. It can be done in just a matter of days or hours.
0: My dad uh, was in the uh, South Pacific uh, in the Philippines and many other ports of call during the uh, the Vietnam War. Uh, he's got some crazy stories about his time in the Philippines. It's uh, It was a pretty wild place back then. Uh, would you say it's uh, any less wild now or is it still kind of a crazy place? Well,
2: um, when we started going over there, I discovered right away that it had a worse meth problem than we ever had in America. Mm. Um, and that was the case up until Duterte Uh, I don't know if he's still in office right now, but he took over, and uh, he took a real strong arm on it. Um, But it was, China was supplying a lot of uh, the ephedra to make it really, really cheap, and I think it was for the same reason as anywhere, is to soften up the population for overthrow. But, I mean, there was little kids on the stuff, and they were, you know, getting them strung out on it to uh, use them for... Know, sex slavery uh, it, was, it was terrible <laughs> but it changed dramatically um, right around 2016 when we went over there we didn't recognize it I mean that radical a change in a matter of about a year um, they imprisoned like 1.3 million and they were actually shooting them or you know extrajudicial killings he took a very strong hand on it. So, uh it's not as wild as it used to be, let's just put it that way. Yeah. But it was it was really wild before. Uh
0: when you go over there, do you have like uh security personnel or anything or uh how do you guys stay um, safe?
2: We watch our step. Uh we know where there's uh like Muslim activity. It was firing up uh, a few times when we were there. You just don't go certain places alone and then hot spots, you know. You stay clear of, but you always go with a few other people or at least one or two, uh, you know, into, you know, rough areas, but uh, no, we don't. uh, And
0: as Christian uh, 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 missionaries, uh, are you guys well-received in general over there or or like what? What's the general reaction to you guys?
2: Um, You know, when we built our our house and um, the clinic there, before we finished the clinic, we had our water lines cut uh, several times that were running from a reservoir to our, our place, and we had a good idea who it was, and when he got sick, um, and he got a, a nasty infection in a, on his feet. Um, we addressed that uh, just before we opened the clinic, we did that. And, um, from that point on our water lines never got cut. He happened to be a next door neighbor.
0: Oh, wow. Um, so the, yeah,
2: the person the- saw that, you know, it, it's a strongly Catholic area. And of course, you know, we're seventh day Adventist. And, um, but when they saw that we were there for their good and we weren't asking for anything, you know, the, the whole reason for being there is to try to be a blessing that the Lord's been to us. Yeah. And, um, so it just cleared up and once we opened the clinic, it got real friendly, and then they had a huge earthquake over there uh, that devastated everything. We were on the epicenter in this little town. It killed 300 where we built. Oh, wow. And our church stayed up with no damage whatsoever, and it was on that spot, and it lifted up a plate of ground almost 7 feet high and 20 uh they call it kilometers so i guess that would be about nine miles long yeah and uh and yet our church stayed and everything stayed intact
0: no kidding
2: um so they saw that god was watching over us and um that that also made a good impression plus we wanted to help out you know over there with people that were suffering
0: so yeah so what do you what do you guys spend your time doing in washington when you're not in the philippines what are you guys doing <laughs>
2: <laughs> trying to keep up with the land um we uh i paint a house here and there you know for money on the side but you know we're basically doing ministry uh home church that kind of thing and um we uh, really haven't been doing as much as we used to but uh we we might see maybe four or five cars a day and it might be the post <laughs> postal worker in ups you know uh um, yeah Anyway, we're out there, man. So. But uh, it's y- nice. We garden. You know, we've got a, a greenhouse and, you know, two large gardens. So we can be self sufficient.
0: I was going to say, it sounds like you can pretty much live off the land out there.
2: You can if you're careful. Yeah, some years are bad because of late frost. You know, it'll hit your, your stuff and uh, you yeah. know, it'll it's good. We feel blessed.
0: So besides curtailing your ability to travel the way you might be used to, uh, how has the pandemic affected you guys? Uh,
2: well, financially is is one way. Yeah. Um, we're kind of independent-minded here, generally speaking, the, uh, the people around here. So, you know, as far as the mask and... Uh, and all that, it's probably about half the people just refuse to wear one, um, and uh, we just depend on the immune system we've been given. And uh, But uh, again, it's, uh, it's closed down uh, local churches for a while, and you know, my message is about as uh, huggy and cuddly as a porcupine anyway, so I haven't <laughs> been speaking in a lot of the churches. Um, but uh, I'm a loving porcupine.
0: Yes, um, the nicest porcupine you'll ever meet.
2: <laughs> Anyhow, um, it, just, it really has slowed things down. Um, but, you know, it's just, for me, travel means everything because, you know, and churches being open, if I'm going to speak in those, or even home churches, it's slowed down. Yeah. You know? So, uh, but it's starting to pick back up. And uh, we just went to North Carolina uh, for three weeks and did a week-long camp meeting out there, and that's when the, the gas stuff started happen the day we left. And, um, oh, the, col- so the, the, colonial,
0: the Colonial Pipeline?
2: Right, right. Yeah, I feel sorry for the folks out there, man. I mean, that really messed things up.
0: People went insane out here as far as, uh, you know, trying to hoard gas. Uh, I mean, there was jokes and memes about it on Facebook, but it's for real. People were filling up plastic trash bags and uh, laundry buckets with gas and putting them in their car and driving home and smoking cigarettes at the same time. Like, I mean, it was it was just ridiculous. Uh, The lines at the gas pumps were just insane. And uh, if you didn't get gas, then if you didn't know how quickly it was all going to come back. So uh, I lucked out. I, did, I got to a gas station where I didn't really have to wait in line very long, filled up. And that's that's it. I mean, I've been able to get gas since and it's all been fine. But it, it, it was a mayhem here for several days.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, as bad as it hit us, it was just like uh, it went up 60, sometimes 70 cents a gallon on the way back across the country yeah. um but I, somebody sent me a picture of a tesla with one of those luggage thing <laughs> things that fits on the back be- you know into the trailer hitch yeah full of cans of gas so you know <laughs> funny but uh not so funny yeah that, you know because if it was for real you know he was selling it or making sure he could run his uh his uh, zero turn lawnmower
0: or his four-wheeler or his motorcycle or whatever else yeah, he's got quad, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah what kind of car are you driving these days
2: oh got an old f250 uh four-wheeler that you need out here honda everything's got to have four wheel because we get a lot of snow a lot of ice
0: sure so um
2: got a honda and an old saturn nothing new
0: so uh i don't know if uh, I-, I presume that you are i don't know are you a podcast listener do you listen to any podcasts
2: occasionally um you know I, I when i find out it's content that uh, is stimulating i'll do it
0: sure so uh so i guess you probably haven't heard my podcast then uh not yet so it's called three things with jr jr is my you know my fake name my nickname uh and uh Years ago, uh, when I when you know when I was towards the end of my marriage, I would stay up really late at night, you know, watching TV, doing other stuff, and uh, I I would start posting things on Facebook, uh, and it would be three things I'm thinking about before I go to bed, and then I would you know thing one, thing two, thing three, and I got a lot of really positive response from it. It was just you know thoughts, random stuff, nothing super crazy, uh, but I stopped doing it after a few months, and then uh, when I got the idea to do a podcast, I thought. I'll resurrect that idea. Three things. Uh, And so my podcast for a long time was just me sort of talking about three different things that I'm thinking of. But now that I'm calling old friends out of the blue, uh, I'm putting them on the spot. And so I'm going to ask you for three things. And don't worry, you're going to be fine. They're not hard things. Uh, The three things are typically thing number one, is uh tell me something deep a deep thought you've had an epiphany you've had something like that that's on your mind recently thing number one
2: deep yeah this forehead
0: see (laughs) i know you better than that i know you way (laughs) better than that
2: you know the deepest thing on my mind right now is are my neighbors are my friends ready to face the crunch that's coming. Um, am I uh, spiritually prepared as well as what you can do physically? Um, <clears throat> and, and, you know, I'm not putting this in one-word snippets, but... Uh,
0: doesn't Yeah, it doesn't have to be.
2: You know, uh, right now, the, um, the mandates and everything are backing off but we know that once uh, the powers that be find out that they have power to exercise, they're not going to let that go. It's going to be a pit bull on a baby kitten. You know what I mean? It's uh, they'll come back on us. Um, I hate to be so negative, <laughs> but on the positive sense, you know, uh, whatever comes to us, if we're dialed into God, He's got an answer for us. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but uh, it does mean that we can get through, and hopefully, I just want to be uh, useful to him to help others get through, too. So that's like the key thing on my mind right now. And um, second thing is how it's affecting my friends overseas. And uh, they, if they don't work that day, most of the people, they don't eat that day. Yeah. And the supply chain and different things that have been cut off and them not being able to, you know, it's just, it weighs on me. You know, we've got people over there that are dependent on us, too. So, Or, that you know, they, they don't work if we can't help them. And um, there isn't that much work for them to, to do otherwise. So sure. That may be number two on my mind.
0: You know, uh, as, a, uh, as a non-believer, I can't help but think of all of the times I heard you and Ron Goss and many others talk about, all of the, for lack of better terms, crazy stuff that's going to be happening in all sorts of ways, you know. Uh, and uh, I, I fairly well understand what you guys think is is going on, right? That these are end times, these are signs of uh, Jesus's imminent return, uh, and that things are just going to continue to be more crazy, unpredictable, who knows, uh, before all of that. Uh, I certainly that thought crosses my mind. Uh, I, I, I hope
2: so, brother. It does. Uh, <laughs> Without being pushy.
0: No, it's fine. Uh, I, I called you knowing that uh, you might feel that way, uh, and you know, I, I think in the end, i I fall in a I fall down onto a different place uh, as far as uh, what I think is actually going on. But I can't. I I, I got to tell you, it definitely crosses my mind on a fairly regular yeah. basis that the this, I mean. Just when you think things are getting back to normal, something even crazier happens every single day. Yeah. It's just crazy. Uh, and uh, 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 there's tons and tons of problems out there, but uh, man, yeah. it's, it's crazy.
2: So. Well, you know what I've noticed though, the most right now, um, you know, there's uh, some inspired or I believe inspired thoughts. It said the final movements will be rapid. And when we look at the acceleration of the craziness that we can both agree on over the last year, it's net I mean, it's exponential. And uh, people are losing their, they, you know, losing their humanity for any other sense. And I think, oh, mask over your boots all the time, you know, it kind of dehumanizes us, and then we go, oh no, you gotta be six feet apart, you know, and all this stuff. We just don't look at each other like we used to yeah and um it's just really putting a distance in society that's uh anti-social. and
0: um yeah I, so that's
2: a big thing on my mind too is we don't value each other like we used
0: to i've had a lot of people tell me they that now that just within the past few days that we can start not wearing masks in certain circumstances they seal they still feel a little odd they feel strange you know going out into places where they've been wearing a mask for the last year and a half and now they're yeah. not uh, I, I have had zero problem whatsoever adapting to not wearing my mask anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I I've been wearing it, uh, very, very consistently everywhere you need to wear it. Uh, and I still will when I go into a place that requires it, but if it's not required, uh, you know, I'm fully vaccinated and I have the card to prove it. So, I, uh, I, have mm-hmm. ze- I have zero problem not wearing the mask. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel weird or self-conscious because I don't know about you, but I spent the majority of my life not wearing a mask. And so this is very it natural is. to me.
2: Well, here's one other thing. It is kind of a, I don't know if this would fit into category three. Um, I went to DC to hand out great controversies, uh, December 12th and January 6th. And I wasn't anywhere near the Capitol, but I had to fly there and fly back and you know my history i mean i spent a lot of time in small places you know like cells and in the (laughs) hole in prison you know small uh, places with lots of hard surfaces
0: small places with lots of hard surfaces
2: yeah yeah Yeah. plenty of that you know the gray bar (laughs) in and um so i just got used to things that might give some people claustrophobia but that mask is like it's a twisted, oppressive feeling to me to wear that thing. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm out in the woods most of the time because you know I'm you know I I hate it and um you know American Airlines wanted to say, they did they told me you know you don't put that thing on you know you'll never fly American again I said don't worry
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I won't because <laughs> they were getting militant you know um, yeah
0: yeah
2: so I was eating a blanca gave me a bag of almonds and i and i was nursing it snapping them in half and eating you know <laughs> like long term
0: right the, the long but, so, but it really is be, because you can unmask when you're eating so if you eat yeah. a lot really a long time over a long period you're uh, you're good to go anybody looks just yeah, grab your, another one and put your it. your
2: ex-wife in. might not have appreciated that uh, technique but uh. <laughs>
0: I think she was into uh, eating uh, nuts and almonds and stuff in small quantities over a long periods of time. She'd be all right with that.
2: Yeah, well, this was a large quantity over a
1: long
0: period. Of time. <laughs> hey, uh, so you said something. I would like to know more. You were in D.C. on January sixth, but uh, as you say, not in any way part of the riots or near the Capitol. What were what were um, you doing?
2: Um, the over the course of those two events. Uh, mm-hmm we were there to hand out the great controversy and there were several teams and between December 12th and January 5th and 6th we got out 50,000. But you know we knew people were there that were upset Uh, but I did find the antithetical uh, crowd is pretty near a million if I've ever seen a million and I saw a million at the S festivals you know the rock concerts at were pretty big out in California, so there was a million there. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um, but I was over by the ellipse, and um, although they were there for an upsetting reason, it was the most courteous crowd of the the widest mix of people I've ever encountered. Um, so it just didn't make sense. And now with all the video that I've seen of what really did happen inside the Capitol, you know, now it makes perfect sense to me. But, um, you know, the group was, you know, and they're ripe for a false revival. You know, you, being a non-believer, that may not mean, mean much to you, but, uh, or a, a political system that could overtake them with a spiritual element. And the great controversy kind of shortstops that, mm. if they'll read it. And it was a very friendly crowd, and it wasn't any problem getting them out problem was i'm not an octopus i only had two arms to him
0: oh uh, so, speaking of octopuses uh do you have netflix have you seen the movie my octopus teacher is this no. a thing is this a thing you've even heard of do you know what i'm talking about
2: <laughs> no no i haven't watched a lot of movies lately but uh, so you know we we don't even get radio stations clear out here oh boy <laughs> but,
0: uh, do you have high speed uh, internet any, do you have no. high speed internet no my
2: internet's in my hand right now, this phone yeah. is about as fast as it
0: gets. Well, if somehow you find yourself in a place with some Netflix, uh, there's a wonderful, wonderful documentary uh, made by a marine biologist and documentary filmmaker in South Africa. Uh, and he goes basically swimming in a kelp forest in a reef uh, just near his house in South Africa. And he basically uh, finds this octopus and he goes swimming and like observes the octopus every day for like a year uh, and uh, learns quite a few life lessons from it. It is beautifully shot. It's, go- I mean, it's gorgeous. It's just amazing the footage that he has and the things that he learns and the things that he sees. So if you have a chance, I would recommend My Octopus Teacher. It's great.
2: Okay. I won't forget that name.
0: It's hard to forget it. Uh, so technically, thing number two and thing number three, we haven't done them yet. Thing number two is uh, i want to know about something that's inspiring you and normally when i do it i would talk about a song or a band or a movie or a book or something like that that is giving me inspiration that is entertaining me that is making me happy right now so tell me about something that's inspiring
2: you thing number two well this last um feast i went to i keep the hebrew holy days now as well as the Sabbath. Um, I saw just kind of a change in people that, uh, you know, the people that we met, because I haven't been able to do it in a long time, um, in the midst of real trying circumstances, being able to kind of rise above it, and it's contagious, and um, uh, as far as inspiring uh, that to me, is it that you know, in the face of it, you know, being believers, seeing all this, that uh, you know, staying connected with, you know, uh, what is it, <laughs> the main purpose, mm. um, just keeps people stable and uh, to you know, keep a smile on your face and all too, you know, to have sure. some joy through it all, and. Uh, that made a big difference to me, too, is just to be able to get together with people that are of that mind as well. Yeah. And then, to you know, get geared up to share it. Uh,
0: so the main thing is that the main thing remains the main thing, right?
2: That's the main thing. <laughs> uh,
0: thing number three I is. I guess
2: it's called our, oh. our goals are souls. and if And if you don't. Okay. If you don't really have anything to share, then usually you, you don't. You can't share anything effectively. So, right. Um, you know, it's uh being around people that have a love for souls and uh, love for God.
0: So, thing number three is sometimes the hardest one, uh, but it's also should be the easiest one. Uh, so, all all thing number three is just just tell me something stupid. I mean, just something. A dumb thought, a funny joke, a quip, a line, uh, anything like that. Tell me something stupid. Thing number three.
2: Something stupid? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, you know the difference between an Irish funeral and an Irish wedding?
0: The difference between an Irish funeral and an Irish wedding. What?
2: One less drunk. (laughs)
0: Uh, You know, I... I, uh, I get that. Uh, As a person with the middle name O'Connor, I uh, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, You you're 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 a person
2: with a last name Farrell. I was going to say,
0: yeah, you you know a little bit about. uh, That's
2: about as stupid as I could get. (laughs) That
0: works. I love a good joke. That's perfect. Uh, So, uh, man. This has been wonderful. Uh, I, I, I'm excited to be able to put this out as a podcast. I'm going to spend a few minutes when I, uh, when we hang up here, uh, recording an introduction, I'll basically tell people who you are, how I know you. Uh, I know better than to ask you to talk about all of the things in your former life and how you got to where you are now, because, uh, you'd much rather be in the now, I think. Uh, and
2: well, I, I do, I will say this. Um, I lived a lawless life. I mean, the only rules my mom gave me was don't get caught. When I brought home one time a box full of guns, some booze, jewelry, a bunch of things that I stole. And I was like 12. And I was already taking pills and stuff. So anyway, it just got worse from there. But uh, I'll just (laughs) say this, that going to prison was a blessing. Not occurs. Yeah, because it gave me time to evaluate what I was doing and thinking about. Not just I'm so sorry I'm in this miserable place, but I'm sorry for what I did to people to get there. And there's stuff that I can't undo, you know. But um, so I've been trying to spend the rest of my time not only not doing those things, but you know. Not like God's going to owe me anything because I I make up for it, but, uh, you know, just trying to reverse the trend, you know. Sure. And um, met a lot of good people, including yourself, in the process, and um, it's all good, man.
0: Well, uh, your story and the fact that you led such a crazy life that I only probably know uh, the barest minimum of uh, and the fact that you lead a very different life now is it's always been something uh, that's interested me and I've always found you uh, to be a a person I've enjoyed talking to. Uh, So even though we may disagree spiritually and philosophy, philosophically, 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 (laughs) uh, that uh, that doesn't is not in any way, shape or form anything that comes between us as far as I'm concerned, uh, because uh, you're just, you're just a neat guy. And so I, I am so happy that you guys, uh, technically Blanca didn't answer when I called, but she did call me right back. Uh, and I was, I was able to record this. So, uh, as long as you are now still okay with it, I would like to put this out as a podcast. I don't think you said anything that you need to, uh, not that you need to worry about, but you can tell me if there's anything that you don't like. No, not a
2: problem. Anything you want to put on, go ahead, brother. And, um, uh, just greetings to your people and, uh. Hope things are going well with them and they're hanging in.
0: Right on, Dean. It was a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Uh, enjoy the rest of good your to day. you. You too, man. Have a good one. Take care, brother. All right. You made it. That's the end of my interview with Dean Farrell. Thank you so much for listening all the way here. To the end, Uh, I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed talking to him. I hope you enjoyed listening to that interview. He was not the first person I called tonight randomly out of the blue. I just was scrolling through my list of uh, friends on Facebook to see who was online. And I tried calling four or five people. None of which answered at all. Uh, and then uh, and then Blanca picked up. and it was nice to hear her voice, nice to hear Dean's voice and get caught up with them. So if you see me calling out of the blue on Facebook Messenger, Uh, get your three things ready and uh, let's have some fun getting reconnected. I'm trying to really focus efforts on people that I haven't spoken to in a long time. So if you fit that bill, then uh, you never know. I might just call you out of the blue so we can chat. Uh, So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to, I'm gonna let you get back to your regularly scheduled life now. Thank you so much for listening. I keep saying thanks for listening. And that's, uh, that's, that's too much of that. Uh, but uh, have a great night, everybody. I love you all. Peace out. See you tomorrow. Get up, get up, get up. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new day.